Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto Podcast. We have a ton of stuff to go over today, lots of news to cover. Right now, markets are looking pretty okay. Uh, everything is green-ish, but we'll go into that more in a little bit. Fear and Greed Index clearly set at 23. We're in extreme fear. Last week, we're in extreme fear too, and pretty well for all of... The last six months of 2022, we've been extreme fear, more or less, uh, with a slow move into neutral for one day. That was, I don't know, what is that? It's about two weeks ago or so now. Uh, the market, Bitcoin currently sitting at 20314 So uh, yesterday, I recorded the podcast pretty early in the morning, and we were looking good. Bitcoin was at, I think, 20000 600 or so and then uh, real uh, one big giant went down to uh, about 19,600 so about took wiped about a thousand bucks off the price in about five seconds and it has since recovered from that uh, currently sitting at like we said 20 20,314 bucks I would say this is still flat on the 24 however uh, we're up 0.5 percent and then we're down uh, about five percent on the seven day Ethereum currently sitting at 1590. It has cleanly broken the 1500 mark. Thank goodness for Ethereum holders. Uh, up 2% on the 24, down 3% on the seven day. Ethereum's recovering a, a little bit better than Bitcoin is here. BNB is 286 bucks. Uh, flat on the 24, down 3% on the on the seven day. XRP is at 33 cents. Cardano is at 45 cents. Solana is at 32 bucks and 66 cents. Solana is down significantly on the seven day, down seven point, almost eight uh, percent. Dogecoin's at six cents. Polkadot's at seven bucks and twenty cents. Matic is at eighty four cents, up two percent on the twenty four, up three percent on the seven day. Matic's kind of the strongest mover. Um, 
of the top 15 tokens here by the looks of it. Uh, Shiba is flat on the 24-hour uh, with a bunch of zeros and a one, two, three, three behind it. Tron is down and down at six cents. AVAX at 18 bucks and 86 cents. AVAX has rebounded slightly uh, since their drama there with CryptoLeaks.info. If you haven't looked into that, feel free to check out that website. And there's a little bit of drama surrounding AVAX and the leadership there and whether they have try to suppress competitor or even non-competitor tokens, just tokens in general, kind of suppress them through uh, lawsuits, kind of backdoor lawsuits. Uh, Uniswap, six bucks, 35 cents. Ethereum Classic is $32.96, pretty flat. New protocol is moving today. It's up 6% in the 24 hour at $4.40. And that's about it uh, for the... Even the top 50 tokens or so. The biggest mover looks to be Matic. And that's on the weekly time frame as well. Anyways, let's get into the news here. Crypto cannot be partisan. I agree completely. Uh, right now, uh, this is so this is an article from Cointelegraph to give you a little bit of background. The title is Crypto Cannot Be Partisan, says US lawmaker who scored negative on bipartisan index. A little bit ironic there, but uh, if it wasn't for irony, then politicians wouldn't hit any mark. Uh, this is a, this is a quote from them. This is literally about looking at American opportunities for Americans, according to Minnesota Representative, Representative Tom Emmer. I'll dig into the article a little bit here. United States of Representatives, United States House of Representatives member Tom Emmer has reportedly suggested that regulated and encouraging. Innovation in the crypto space should not be a political win for either Democrats or Republicans. I agree completely with this. According to an interview released Tuesday by, Tuesday by Axios reporter Bradley Dale, Emmer said many of his colleagues in Com Congress were treating cryptocurrencies as a risk that merited warnings rather than an investment opportunity for the, for the United States. The U.S. lawmaker added the encouraging figure like uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, SBF from FTX, to stay in the country and uh, that will open more doors for residents rather than driving them away with regulatory uncertainty. Uh, imagine that a lawmaker pushing for innovation over regulation because they're scared of something they don't understand. Uh, there's not, there's only two politicians in the States right now that have any grasp whatsoever on what crypto and Bitcoin are. Uh, and any idea on how to regulate them. The rest are just grasping at straws. They don't understand it, and they're afraid of it. On That's on both sides of the aisle. That's Democrats and Republicans. Emmer, who has often pushed back against a regulation by enforcement approach, I don't see how anyone could push for this. So I don't see how anyone with any form of lawmaking ability or power in the U.S. that's supposed to be looking out for individual rights and the best um, that's supposed to be looking out for looking out for their constituents and propping them up instead of pushing them down I don't see how any of them could be for regulation by enforcement or regulation by suing and uh, what I mean by that is not giving companies clear clarity on what the rules are but instead litigating them after the fact, making up laws and then suing, suing them for those laws that you push through after the fact 
is what's happening right now. And I don't see how anyone could be for that. It stifles innovation. But uh, my theory on that is the innovation is being stifled on purpose because they do see the threat that Bitcoin does have on the U.S. dollar. And they're going to suppress that for as long as possible. And they can keep this train going. Uh, for quite a long time. Anyways, enough ranting here on with the article. I feel that crypto cannot be partisan, says Emmer. This is literally about l- literally about looking at American opportunities for Americans. If you try to take all the risk out of this stuff, well, you're going to take away a lot of opportunity. Yes, there's no opportunity without risk. Uh, that's just a law of nature. It's a natural law. So your opportunities exist and there has to be risk involved for those opportunities. That's a natural law. It can either happen here or in this country or will happen somewhere else. Yeah, the innovation is not going away. While the Minnesota representative said he may not want crypto regulation to be partisan, collaboration between Democrats and Republicans dropped in 2021 following the mob attack on the U.S. Capitol. That's not true because um, Cynthia Loomis and Christina Gillibrand, Christina, Cynthia Loomis being a Republican, I believe. I'm not, I don't have this in front of me, so don't quote me. And I'm not a huge politics person. However, Cynthia Loomis, I believe, is Republican. Christina Gillibrand, I believe, is a Democrat. And they pushed through a bipartisan bill into Congress to limit taxation on Bitcoin when you're spending less than. I think it started, that bill started around 600 bucks. I think right now it's down. Uh, the last I read on it, I believe it's down to like 100 bucks, something like that. So... They've taken that number and push it way down so you can spend under, uh, don't quote me on this, but under about 100 bucks of Bitcoin and you have no capital gains tax on that Bitcoin you're spending. So they're aiming, uh, the aim is at small purchases, not uh, not when you're purchasing like a home or a boat or a car or something like that with Bitcoin. Unfortunately, at this moment in time, they still want you to pay capital gains tax on that. However, this bill is working its way through, and it's not expected to pass either until uh, late 2023. I think anything passing in 2022 is very hopeful uh, and uh, very hopium, I should say, and not really realistic at this point. However, you never know. Uh, There's always opportunities. I agree with this 100%, and uh, I don't know what we need to do. The, The space, the crypto space is very... Uh, libertarian, obviously, libertarian, very right wing. Um, And uh, I don't know what we can do to bring more people from the left into Bitcoin and crypto because they just don't see it. I think they've already written it off as evil for some reason. I think a lot of them uh, that I've spoken to. However, if you have any ideas on how to get people uh, from the left into the crypto space as well, because I believe crypto is for everyone, uh, no matter what political leanings you have, doesn't matter. Bitcoin's for everyone because it gives everyone an equal opportunity and uh, everyone should have that opportunity. It shouldn't be limited by your political beliefs. However, right now it appears to be that way for some reason. I don't know how this started or where it came from. Uh, But if you have any ideas on this uh, or if you're a left-leaning person into Bitcoin, you can feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. That's in the... um, show description or by email as well, because uh, actually I'd love to have you on the show to talk about how we can get more people like you if you're from the left, uh, more people like you into Bitcoin. Uh, Next is, I think actually this is underrated and big news. OpenSea has added Polygon support to expand features and accept Matic. So OpenSea will be accepting Matic in exchange for NFTs in the platform. If you're an NFT hater, join the club. There's uh, that's the most people, but uh, NFTs, you guys are missing out on some fun 
collecting of some cheap JPEGs if uh, they uh, if they support Matic here because uh, that essentially eliminates gas fees altogether. And there's lots of like free NFTs and stuff like that uh, as well, free mints and things like that. And you're missing out on one of the learning experiences in crypto at the moment because uh, it's one of the big use cases. Whether you like it or not, NFTs are probably here to stay in some form or another. They're probably not just going to be JPEGs. However, uh, this is like the 1990s and the internet and uh, waiting three minutes for your picture of Pamela Anderson to scan through. Uh, that's the equivalent of NFTs right now. Uh, we don't know what they're going to be. We're figuring that out. Everyone involved is kind of learning and figuring it out. And uh, it's a good learning opportunity, especially with uh, Matic being uh, so low on gas fees. It's a good learning opportunity to... Uh, Drop a little bit of Matic in uh, your MetaMask wallet and explore an NFT and NFTs and just kind of see how they work. If you haven't done that, I suggest that you do it because it'll probably cost you just a few cents. And there's lots of NFTs that are essentially free on there. OpenSea, the number one NFT marketplace by volume, announced today that integration of the Layer 2 scaling solution Polygon is in Seaport protocol implementation. Starting today, we will begin using Seaport for all new listings and offers on Polygon. OpenSea tweeted, we're excited to start using Seaport across multiple blockchains to improve the experience for everyone on OpenSea. So this is a tweet from OpenSea. Starting today, we will begin using Seaport for all new listings and offers on Polygon. We're excited We're excited to start using Seaport across multiple blockchains to improve the experience for everyone on OpenSea. Here's what you can expect with this move. Uh, yeah, so they're going to lower gas fees substantially. Uh, I think the last few things I've used, I think I have moved around some NFTs on Polygon. I have the Reddit NFT. They did an airdrop to uh, people that have so much karma or been around for a while or whatever. I've had my Reddit account since 2007, I think. No, maybe it was seven years. I've had my Reddit account for seven years. So, uh, yeah, I got one of these NFTs and I moved it to moved it around on Matic and I believe it cost me under a cent to do that, just so you know what gas fees look like. And uh, yeah, let's get back to the article. After seven months of observing Seaport's impact and collecting valuable feedback, we're excited to introduce Polygon support. OpenSea said in a blog post, it's coming months, we will be adding support for Clayton. I don't use it. It's spelled K-L-A-Y-T-N and other EVM compatible chains as well. OpenSea said using Seaport on Polygon enables the launching of several new features on Polygon, including collection and attribution offers, no listing thresholds, multiple creator payouts, and bulk transfers. Uh, so just a follow-up tweet. This is from... Actually, no, that's not. It's from June 14th. Um, not sure why they're addressing this in the article. Let's read it, actually, just in case it's relevant. Uh, from June 14th, so a long time ago now, 2022, no setup fees... In addition to saving 35% in gas fees for transactions, you will no longer have to pay one-time setup fees for for start using to start using Open OpenSea by removing the setup fee alone. The OpenSea community could save 120 million dollars each year. This is obviously a tweet from OpenSea. I don't think I mentioned that before I started reading it. And a follow-up here coming soon. We are also hard at work building new features like listing many NFTs in a single transaction. Creators will also soon be able to define multiple payout addresses on OpenSea. And perhaps the most important new feature in, in is the ability to use the native token 
on the Polygon network, Matic to list and buy on OpenSea. I agree, that is the most important feature just because it eliminates gas fees. So those cheap NFTs that are like $1.26 or something like that, and you just want to kind of experience what purchasing an NFT, holding in your wallet, what it all is and what it all looks like. There's NFTs that are less than that. I think I picked one up off Brave on the Brave network that I used Brave browser tokens that I've accumulated for free over using the Brave browser over the last 12 months or so. And uh, that was like, even that token, the tokens were free in themselves because they were bat tokens. And uh, not free, but they, uh, you get them for surfing the web, obviously. So you're doing something in exchange for those tokens. However, that NFT was like less than a cent, less than one cent. It was a, a fraction of a cent. Uh, however, it was like a dollar something to move it to my wallet. So uh, that's going to eliminate this. And those tokens are going to be... Uh, or sorry, moving around these NFTs are going to be essentially free and it'll give people the unique learning opportunity when no one else cares about this stuff to learn how to use them. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, moving on, we're actually, actually, it's more NFT stuff right now. Someone bought a Reddit NFT. So these are the free airdropped NFTs that um, I talked about that you receive for if you had a certain amount of karma or something like that and you belong to the cryptocurrency uh, subreddit. Someone bought one for 1370 ETH or 1370 bucks uh, or 0.89 Ethereum. Uh, just be aware that these may start to have some value at some point in time, even though they were a free airdrop, but they're limited. And that's the key here. Okay, so Singapore says a crypto ban for retail. Retail, for those of you just li listening that don't know what a retail investor is, a retail investor is like me or you. A uh, retail investor is your average person, consumer. Anyone who is not an institutional investor is called a retail investor. Singapore says a crypto ban for retail investors is not likely to work. This is already, this is obvious. And um, Mass has made the news again, the Monetary Authority of Singapore. We talk about them fairly often. Uh, this has become obvious over the past 10 years because China has banned crypto. Uh, crypto has been banned in many countries and Bitcoin specifically, I should say, has been man banned in many countries. None of it is successful because it's not centralized. There's no... There's no leader of Bitcoin. There's no person, uh, there's no snake to cut the head off of and Bitcoin can't survive. Bitcoin is completely decentralized. It's the only thing in the world that runs this efficiently that is truly decentralized and it's not possible to ban. I don't, uh, I don't see what people, uh, I don't see how people and these leaders of these countries think they have the ability to ban something that is, there's no head of the snake. It's just, it is everywhere. Bitcoin is, if you have access to a phone uh, and an internet connection, and not even an internet connection in some cases, but a radio connection, you can transfer and purchase and hold and receive Bitcoin. And there's not a thing anyone could do about it. These country leaders just don't, no, they don't grasp that yet. Uh, yes, countries can limit your ability to transfer it back into a fiat currency on on-ramps. We saw that in Canada over the wintertime. Uh, they contacted a bunch of Canadian exchanges and told them they could not accept a deposit and a transfer into the Canadian dollar from wallet addresses. That they can do. However, if you want to spend your Bitcoin, you can still use it through a peer-to-peer -peer transaction. So yes, they can contact these exchanges and limit your use into changing that Bitcoin back into a fiat currency. 
but that's where their power ends at that limit. And uh, if you are using Bitcoin as Bitcoin, they have no control over it whatsoever and never will because Bitcoin just cannot be uh, cannot be limited. It's decentralized, truly decentralized. Anyways, back to the article here. Mass is weighing up on new measures to restrict retail traders across crypto, although it is conceded Sunday. Banning them outright would not work. So Singapore wants to limit users on their ability to buy crypto. I wonder why. I um, wonder why that is. Maybe because it limits the control they have over the people when... Uh, they have the opportunity to use a monetary system that is not involved with the leadership of whatever country you happen to be in at that time. Uh, there's, it's borderless. Uh, Bitcoin is borderless. The head of the Monetary Authority of Singapore, also known as MASS, the body overseeing crypto regulations, has conceded banning retail access to crypto assets is not likely to work. If China can't do it and no one can do it, given its borderless nature and ability to circumvent uh, restrictions placed upon it. In an open address on Sunday, Mass Managing Director Ravi Menon said Singaporeans can gain access to numerous exchanges globally to trade digital assets, negating proposed restrictions intended to shield them for extreme periods of market volatility. Uh, yeah, so if you're in a country, if you listen to this podcast because... Um, when I go through my analytics, I have listeners all over the entire world. If you're listening to this podcast from a country that limits your ability to purchase cryptocurrency, there are KYC exchanges. So uh, you can use a VPN to log on to a KYC exchange. The only one I know offhand, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, is KuCoin. Uh, however, you need to uh, purchase crypto from them in USDT and USDC. So you have to be able to make that initial exchange from whatever country your existence, fiat currency, into a USDT or USDC, and then you're able to buy whatever crypto you want on that platform, including Monero. Uh, yeah, so let's continue on here. Can Ethereum out-engineer the sensors by shuttering the beacon chain? So there's been a lot of chatter about this uh, in regards to Ethereum's proof of stake uh, move come, I, it's in like two weeks now, August 31st today. So uh, yeah, in about two weeks. I've seen a lot of chatter about this as uh, the move to the, the merge to proof of stake is purely political, doesn't serve any real use case. Essentially, I do kind of agree with that. Um, however, I'm not a, I'm not a technical guy, so uh, there could be there's smarter people that exist. Uh, there's way smarter people than me when uh, it comes to um, the benefits of proof of stake over proof of work. I, at my level, I don't see them. I see this as a purely political move uh, to make the uh, make people happy. Make the ESG boards uh, of the world happy. That's how I see this move. However, like I said, I'm not a totally technical person. Uh, and unfortunately, with the move to proof of stake, how I do understand it is it does uh, allow the growth of possible censorship within that network over time. As uh, more tokens are accumulated and centralized, they will have a greater say on what that network uh, supports and what it doesn't and that can lead to censorship and with proof of work this is just not possible so uh, if the main if your main reason to exist as a cryptocurrency is decentralization which is bitcoin that's why it was created it can never go to proof of stake never go to proof of stake the people that think it can or want it to are being delusional that's not why bitcoin exists its entire use case is 
a decentralized uh, medium of exchange. UK use use case is currency store of value, whatever you think it is, whatever you create, uh, whatever use case you come up with for Bitcoin, that's what it is. For uh, for myself, it's a store of value. For someone else, it may be a medium of exchange. For a citizen in El Salvador, where it's a legal currency, it is a currency. But the primary the primary use case of Bitcoin is decentralization. And as long as Bitcoin continues to exist, we will always have a decentralized medium of exchange. So Ethereum is something different. And uh, I don't think we quite know, understand what it is at this point yet. Ethereum is different and it may not matter if it's centralized or not, or proof of stake or proof of work. None of this may matter. And all the naysayers, the people that are upset by Ethereum moving to proof of stake, very possibly could be proven wrong in this use case in this use case for ethereum because we don't know quite what it is we don't even know if it matters if it's centralized or decentralized i think always i always will land on the side of decentralized being the best thing however it also makes uh innovation slow so one advantage of ethereum having a head vitalik buterin it has the ceo of ethereum exists uh, he can set a clear pathway for Ethereum and has that ability to move and change and adapt to surroundings and serve a different use case. And I think as long as we have Bitcoin for a decentralized monetary system, Ethereum can be something different and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but anyways, we'll see how this ends up in the end uh, and get back to the article here, censorship on Ethereum. The fear two weeks ago was major validators such as Coinbase and Kraken might censor transactions in accordance with the U.S. Treasury Department sanctions. This Potential for censorship will always more will always censorship was all the more worrisome given that a few validators control the majority of the stake. That's the issue with proof of stake. Is a few validators will always control whoever controls the most Ethereum will control the network. Whoever controls the most Ethereum will be the guy with the most money. That's how it works. So uh, when they move to proof of stake, Ethereum will always be centralized. There's no way to combat this. But in the last couple of weeks, much has changed. On the positive side, for those opposed to censorship, Coinbase and other big name validators have clarified their position on how they will handle sanctioned transactions. But most but not all responses have echoed that of Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, who said he would sooner end his company's staking business censor come to censorship. Yes, so we covered that on the show. Um, and Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, came out publicly and said, if he is pressured to censor Ethereum, he will shut down Coinbase, multi-billion dollar company. He's willing to do that. Uh, and that is a value that most people in the crypto space hold. And that's going to be maybe the thing to save Ethereum. However, I don't know. Time's gonna, time will tell with this one. Uh, Ethereum has been censored over the last month because we've seen uh, USDC seize wallets. We've seen... Uh, a bunch of different companies that I've talked about on uh, this podcast limit use with any wallet that has come in contact with Tornado Cash. We have seen censorship. Whether that's here to stay or not is uh, we don't know. Like this is we're learning crypto is new and uh, censorship on crypto and our especially our self censorship because uh, this was done by ourselves. People went. Uh, it was Uniswap who decided not to interact with. 
uh, Tornado Cash wallets, no one else. So uh, we're doing it to ourselves right now at this point. We'll see if that stays or not. I have a feeling that it won't. It won't stay because there's going to be just backlash for these companies that's going to affect their pocketbook um, when they do do things like this. Uh, more news here. President of Paraguay vetoes crypto regulation law. So this bill was approved by the nation's Senate in July as low energy costs continue to boost mining activities in the country. Paraguay's president, Mario Abdu Benitez, I hope I said that right, vetoed a bill that sought to recognize cryptocurrency mining as an industrial activity on Monday. He reasoned that mining's high electricity consumption could hinder the expansion of a sustainable nation, national industry. Uh, so I think a lot of, um, I think we've seen, especially with El Salvador, we've seen it with uh, a bunch of South American countries. It can't pop into my mind at the moment, but the IMF, the uh, International Monetary Fund has entangled themselves with a lot of these South American countries and told them uh, to not be crypto friendly. And if they are crypto friendly, they will limit the loans that are given to them by the IMF. Uh, so we've seen that happen. Um, and this is another potential possibility of that here. The decree stated that mining uses intensive capital with low manpower usage and therefore would not generate added value on par with other industrial activities. We've seen this proven wrong because uh, we've seen Bitcoin mining is Bitcoin finds wasted energy and that's how it mines. Uh, most of the Bitcoin network now on proof of work is mined with wasted, wasted energy that otherwise would not be put to use. And companies are deciding that they can make money by using this wasted energy to mine Bitcoin. It makes perfect sense. Uh, it's monetarily sound and it's better for Bitcoin will be the leader in green energy in the future because these industries are motivated by uh, their bottom line. Bitcoin is the only thing providing uh, providing these industries a reason to go green and find a better solution to create energy uh, and make money from that through Bitcoin mining. It's the only thing happening in the space that is uh, causing this innovation to move forward. Lots of people don't understand that. However, if you're involved in the crypto space, you do. Uh, you get how Bitcoin will bring in uh, green energy in the future because it motivates companies and motivates innovation for green energy and cheap energy by increasing their pocketbook, which is what makes the world go around, unfortunately. Last story of the day here, Mystery of the Whale holding 50% of Axie Infinity's uh, token supply. Okay, I never knew this was a mystery, so I thought it was kind of interesting, so if I didn't know it, maybe you didn't either. Contrary to the obvious explanation, the massive whale is not owned by Axie Infinity, or the company behind it, says Sky Mavis. For nearly a year now, a mysterious Axie Infinity wallet has been quietly amassing billions of smooth love potion tokens, the in-game currency powering one of the industry's most popular play-to-earn crypto games. On Wednesday, the anonymous whale wallet now holds a little over 22 billion uh, SLP, more than 50% of the total circuiting supply of the token. That's never good. If he decides to dump, whew, that's the token's wiped out essentially. The problem is no one knows who who it belongs to, who the wall belongs to. The wall in question was brought to CoinTelegraph's attention by Axie Infinity player and tech co-founder Michael Benko, who first caught wind of the mysterious wallet on August 25th. Should we be worried? Benko told Cointelegraph he became concerned about the wallet given the opportunity or given the amount of SLP it had gathered in a relatively short period of time. 
which could potentially wreak havoc on the game's ecosystem. Yes, if he decides to dump it, he essentially, that token's value goes to zero real fast. Theories explaining the existence of the wallet have only led to led to dead end so far. Benko initially theorized that the wallet was some system Axe Infinity had to automatically distribute. Yeah, so it was owned by uh, Axe Infinity themselves. However, Sky Mavis co-founder and chief operating officer Alexander Larson told Cointelegraph that neither Sky Mavis nor Axie Infinity hold any of the game's crypto cryptocurrency. All tokens in existence have been created by players. Binance seems to have an official wallet and this doesn't seem to be that wallet. So that's another use case is an exchange. Uh, obviously an exchange holding those tokens. Uh, Cointelegraph reached out to Binance for comments. So, damn it. I was hoping this article would talk about who owns the wallet, but we don't know. So for those of you who didn't know about this, that's including myself until I came across this. There is a mystery whale holding 50% of Axie Infinity's smooth love potion supply, and we don't know who it is. And no one still knows who it is, and they have the ability to just sink that cryptocurrency on a whim should they should they want to liquidate it and that is going to wrap up today's show thank you so much for listening if you want to support the show we have a patreon account we have a three buck a month tier and a 10 buck a month tier you can support us that way you can also support us by purchasing a ledger device through the link in the description this ensures you're purchasing the device from ledger and the way of crypto podcast will also get 10 percent of that purchase sale price at no extra cost to you However, the best way you can support the show is by subscribing and um, reviewing us on your favorite podcast listening platform. So whatever platform you're listening on, if you subscribe and give, give us a review on that platform, that's the best way to support the show. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter. The link's in the description. Also, we have two websites. We have a Web3 only website, which is Web3 only browsers. Uh, the website runs on the Polygon chain and it's wayofcrypto.crypto uh, that you'll need Brave or Opera to view that website or you can just go to the regular web 2.0 website at uh, wayofcrypto.com and reach out to me there. That's it. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.